Welcome to the Popcorn Wine Down with Tammy and Eddie. Grab your popcorn, get yourself a glass of wine, and come hang out with us as we discuss TV shows, movies, music, and pop culture. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us this week where we will be reviewing Netflix's Project Power. But first, let's get to the wind down. Um, There are a lot of updates on premieres and productions. You know, everything got delayed for the Rona or because of the Rona. So um, first in premieres, The Boys Season 2 premiered this week on Amazon. Be sure to check it out because we will be reviewing that at a later date. Um, Tenet also finally made its big movie uh, premiere and it's reached over $20 million in China and um, it's projected to do well over $100 million worldwide this weekend. So it's already reached hit status. Again, I'll be waiting for that to hit the VOD. Um, I'll get it on, I'll catch it on Apple, but we'll see. Uh, Mulan also was released on Disney Plus. That is also on our list to review. So be sure to check out Mulan. Um, several CBS and CW dramas have gone back into production, and those dramas include Seal Team, I love that show, Blue Bloods, Charmed, and Nancy Drew. Also, um, Jack Reacher, the TV series, not the movie series, has found its star, and that is going to be Alan Richson, and he played Hawk in the um, in DC's Titans. Um, Tom Reacher played, um, Tom Cruise, excuse me, played Jack Reacher in the movie series. And in shocking news to uh, Anna Ferris has decided to leave mom. Um, the official reason given was to pursue other opportunities, but we will see. Um, and in somewhat shocking in news, The Rock and his entire family tested positive for COVID-19, also known as the Rona. And Tammy, Robert Pattinson also tested positive and they had to shut down the Batman production for that. And um, it's not funny, but you know, he played Edward Cullen in Twilight and Edward Cullen died in 1918. And here we are (laughs) a hundred and something years later with the next major pandemic. And uh, Robert Pattinson has tested positive for the Rona. So Batman is not immune to the Rona. Um, and it's not funny, but you know, it's kind of ironic. It's funny that his way. character died of the first pandemic and now he has the second pandemic. Yeah, but in all seriousness, I do wish The Rock and his family a full and speedy recovery as well as Robert Pattinson. I agree. Um, and they had to shut down the Batman production because of that. So um, there were rumors going back and forth that they didn't shut it down, but they really did. Um, so we'll see when they're able to start that back up again. And it was only in day two uh, or the second day uh, since they had restarted production. And um, in superhero news, though, uh, the Silk superhero series is getting um, is coming to uh, Sony. It's a Marvel series, and she's like the Asian um, Spider Woman. So I'm really Korean really- American. Korean American Spider Woman. So I am really looking forward to that. And as we get more details, we will keep you apprised of that as well. Um, and speaking of big deals, uh, 
Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have signed a substantial deal with Netflix. Um, it's pretty similar to the deal that the Obama signed once they left the White House. So they're mostly going to be working on documentaries and positive and uplifting. Would they be like the British version of the Obamas then? Um, yeah, I would say so. But, you know, the Brits are still salty about the whole Sussex thing. So um, the British tabloids <laughs> have not been taking this news well. You know, it's like, how dare they um, go find a way to make money aside from the royal family? So, um, yeah. The Even British though they complained the whole time about them getting money from the royal family. And then when they actually go about making deals to make their own money apart from the royal family there is still complaints like you you, you know you're damned if you do damned if you don't <laughs> yeah so you know they they they're big mad over there about it like how <laughs> dare they go make money and trying to say that they need the royal family approval before they can do so and it's just like this whole you know um big deal so we will see um i look forward to um what they're going to produce. The Obamas have done some amazing things with their production company, Higher Ground. Um, they've won an Oscar um, for Best Documentary. So we'll see. And I'm wishing the uh, Sussexes good luck. Um, and speaking of Netflix, they also ran into a bit of a scandal this week with one of their movies called Cuties. And um, the production or the premiere poster that they had released uh, was a big deal because they were saying that it sexualized children. It did. It did. It like when you look at the poster, it's a French film. It won. It actually was very well received in uh, film festivals in Europe. And so Netflix bought the production deal uh, to premiere it on Netflix in America. But you can definitely tell it's very different. The poster that promoted the movie in France is very, very different from the poster that Netflix chose to premiere in the United States. It sexualizes pre teens like they're barely dressed in this poster and there is like it's about a girl who comes from a conservative family but she lives in liberal um france and so it's kind of like she's trying to figure out how to balance both cultures being french but also being in this conservative religious um having this conservative religious background and the way the direction that netflix took it even with their trailer when I saw the trailer, I was just like, I am not watching that. Like, my first thought was, what the heck is this? And then you actually read the description from the director and you realize that Netflix, like, I don't know if that maybe that's an American touch or something like that. They thought it would sell better with that idea, but I, I do not like it. Like, it, it they, they, Netflix completely destroyed the, I guess, the positive reviews that this movie could have got for how they deal with the her going between both cultures. Like, it, it, yeah, <laughs> Netflix, definitely a negative, a negative for Netflix on that. Yeah, the, the poster is, um, the poster is pretty sickening um, considering the age of the children and what they're doing. Um, and, Netflix is usually pretty good about being aware of these things. So I don't know who um, signed off on that. I haven't seen the trailer. I, I've just seen the poster and I can agree. It, it, it's not a good look, especially for kids. 
and um, the the director, she was getting death threats over this. Yeah. And a lot of people who don't know how the movie industry and how all that works, um, the very few directors um, have the power to um, okay promotion materials. And marketing, um, you know, definitely. And marketing materials. Unless you're up there like Ava DuVernay or you also are one of the executive producers or you know you have that type of clout. Very very few directors um, have have to say so over the promotion and marketing material. So um, it's just it's just a really sad situation, and I think that it takes away from um, a movie that had very positive messages and reviews. So I hope that people will still tune in to watch the movie and actually give it a chance and see what it's about. Um, I know I plan to, um, and honestly, I hadn't even really heard of the movie until this happened, but it is something that I do intend to watch. It is on my list. So maybe we'll watch it and maybe it will um, be something that makes it onto, um, the wind down or the popcorn wind down. <laughs> so, um, and next one of our favorite subjects, <laughs> BTS. Yes. 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 Um, our boys of BTS, they celebrated um, a milestone this week. Not only did JK turn 23, which is a big deal for the Army and, you know, um, the young maknae, but more importantly... He had over 500 different projects around the world celebrating his birthday from just yeah. Army. So, and, and they set a they set a record on how many pro birthday projects they had around the world to celebrate this dude. So yeah, big deal. Yeah, big deal. But so happy birthday to JK. But also um, they reached their first number one billboard single with Dynamite on the Billboard Hot 100, which um, was, a, and to, I know to us, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but they were celebrated all throughout Korea. Even the president of Korea tweeted, you know, <laughs> congratulations to them. Um, they had a special news in conference America. there. People were yeah. like, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Like, who is this group? And then they were like, oh, they just, they just did their performance on the VMAs. And they were like, oh shoot. Like they're, they're taking over the world. World domination, definitely with that number one hit. Yeah. And they killed the VMA performance. And speaking of VMA performances, uh, VMAs, they won four VMAs. And one of them was the Choreography Award, which is done, um, not decided by the fans. So ARMY didn't like just flood MTV with votes to get them that award. So that is actually an industry award, which congratulations to BTS. Um, they've come a long way. Like if you go on YouTube and watch the videos, you can see how hard they work and how much they've grown um, and, and how much they've improved their craft. So congratulations. You can also to listen to our episode of BTS. Yes, you can <laughs> also listen to love them. Of how we came to love BTS. And also in BTS news, um, their company, uh, their management company, Big Hit, is scheduled to go public um, sometime this year in Korea. And um, so once that IPO hits, uh, BTS is scheduled to become shareholders in this company, which is also a big deal. And, and they deserve, is, they definitely they deserve. They do deserve. And it's something that's relatively unheard of in K-pop. Um, but Big Hit, like we said in the episode, once you check it out, um, you'll understand that a little bit more. Uh, big Hit grew as BTS grew. So that that's a way to give love back to the boys. Um, also, speaking of K-pop, there is a group called P1 Harmony. They're scheduled to debut sometime this year, Tammy? 
Uh, I believe I, I believe it's either later this year or early next year. Well, one of their members named Kiho, he is a Canadian Korean or Korean Canadian, I'm not sure, but he was born in in Canada um, and he moved to Korea to become an idol. Um, he is the center of controversy um, this week as they found some, you know, old tweets and social media postings where he um, objectified uh, Jimin, which, uh, <laughs> like he he tweeted some very uh, negative, uh, sexually um, suggestive uh, comments about Jimin from BTS, um, and like we said in our BTS episode, you don't you don't want to come for any of the members of BTS. Like Army will get you. So so Army definitely has like said no, we're not supporting um, this group. But yeah, and then he also harassed black girls um, on Instagram as well as on Twitter. And that, that those have been coming out. Um, but his company, FNC Entertainment, they're just making excuses for him. Like, what was the excuse that they used? Um, he's, from, uh, they, he's from North America or something like that, so he can't be racist or something like that, they said. <laughs> Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't address the sexual objectification. Um, but what they did address was the racism. And he comes from North America, so he's more. Uh, he's more attuned to those racially sensitive issues. I believe was their statement. <laughs> and I was just like, I called bullshit on that. Bullshit. <laughs> like it was. The whole story is kind of gross and. Um, a lot of people are saying that they're not going to support the group or that they should just kick him out of the group. Um, you know, and part of the thing that they gave is they gave the excuse that, oh, well, so many people had access to this social media account. It was actually a group account. Um, and I'm like, well, you should be aware of what's being posted on your group accounts. And so they they were trying to say that he wasn't to blame, but he should have but he should have been more aware. And they don't they can't prove that he actually posted any of the stuff. Bullshit. <laughs> so you know, um, without offering any type of apology, it was just that it wasn't. Oh, I was young or you know, I'm sorry, I didn't have, you know, I'm sorry, this was a group account. Like there has never been any sort of accountability. Um, and they, for like for the company, um, you know, not, we're not gonna get into too much of it, but for FNC, they've had scandals before. They have a lot of bullying scandals and the fact that they don't support like certain groups that is underneath of their umbrella. So this is not surprising to um, fans of K-pop. Like it's, it's not a surprising thing, but at the same time, like it just kind of, it makes me really mad that they're, they're not addressing this. They're gonna excuse it. And they're basically saying they're not going to kick him out of the group. He's still going to premiere or debut with this group P1 Harmony. And I'm just like, okay, well, let's see how that goes when they premiere. Like they're thinking like, everybody's just gonna forget about it if they premiere later on this year, it's not gonna be a big deal. We'll see how that goes. So um, to end on a, the wind down on a lighter note, I <laughs> want to also mention that Usher announced that he's going to have a Vegas residency next year, 2021. So 
um, that would be really, really cool to check out. Um, and, you know, we can it, hopefully the world starts to open back up and we discover a new normal, which pertains some of the old normal of actually being able to go out and socialize and go to concerts and travel. So I might have to add that to my list. Um, I, I haven't seen Usher in concert in a long, long time. So um, and he also announced that his girlfriend is pregnant and expecting. So congratulations to Usher on both. Congratulations. Fronts. And that does it for to this week's episode of The Wind Down. Stay tuned and we will get into uh, Project Power. discussing Netflix's supercharged superhero movie starring Jamie Foxx as a former Marine, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as a New Orleans police officer, and Dominic Fishback as Robin, their teenage sidekick. Um, and this movie is about how the three of them come together to discover the source of a powerful drug that is taking over the streets of New Orleans. And in a way, this drug is more dangerous than heroin. Um, whoever takes it, they get a five-minute supercharged high that gives them powers. And um, we will discuss those powers more in just a moment. So I'm going to kick it over to you, Tammy. What did you think about Project Power? Um, I really enjoyed it, but it, it took me a minute to really sit down and watch it. Uh, I'm like, I wanted to watch it just because I'm a huge fan of Joseph Gordon Lovett. Who is um, aging very well, by the way. Yes. Oh my God. He's kind of like on the same path as Paul Rudd. <laughs> like, he's looking really good for his age. But, um, so like I watched it mainly for him. So I finally sat down. I was actually forced to sit down because I've been procrastinating on it, but I really enjoyed it. When I finally sat down, um, what I want to say is like, I first started off on the couch. I was at my friend's house and I started off on a couch far away from the TV. And as I'm watching it, <laughs> I slowly saw myself like creeping closer and closer to the TV screen because I got more and more into it as the movie progressed. So soon enough, like I was like a little kid sitting right in front of the TV watching this while my friends are like explaining what they noticed about the movie and everything like that. So it was actually really, really good. Um, and it had me from beginning to end, especially with all the powers that they were showing as well as the negative effects of that drug. So yeah, it, it, it appealed to me. It, it, it was really, really good. What did you think, Eddie? I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not gonna say I was as drawn in in the beginning as you were. Um, it took me a it took a it took a moment to to grab me, um, but once it grabbed me, it it had me, and um, so I I I really enjoyed it um, ultimately. But yeah, it was crazy because taking a drug doesn't guarantee you a superpower. It's like it's. And you don't know if the power will be good or if it will be bad. Or yeah, you don't if know what you're getting when you take the pill. Right. Or as soon as you take it, you're you're going to explode. Like you're going to literally internally combust and your body's just going to go boom. So it could kill you. It could make you, um, it could turn you into a good guy and you can use your powers for good. Or it could turn you into a bad guy and your powers could be something that's just crazy. Um, 
like, and that's one thing I was wondering, like, how did it, was your power or your ability, was it based on your character or your characteristics or like, it would be really interesting to see where that came from. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I, I enjoyed it. I really, really loved Robin. She was like my favorite character. I loved her. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Jamie Foxx's character. He's also aging very well. Um, but um, I, I loved Robin and I loved um, her freestyles. And um, one of my favorite scenes is when she was in the classroom and she went off on the teacher. Even though it was that, a dream. <laughs> yeah, it was all a dream, uh, like Biggie say. But still, it, it it was amazing. And another one of my favorite scenes was the scene with her and um, Ray, Jamie Foxx's character, when they were at the vet, um, when she was patching him up at the vet. That was a really good scene. So um, I, I, I really, I, I liked her. She was probably my favorite character in the whole movie. So. Disagree. I well, I mean, not disagree that she was your favorite character, but um, so I will say that I did have a favorite character in the movie. I really didn't, but I did have scenes that I really enjoyed. Like my favorite favorite scene of the whole movie is when Joseph Gordon Levitt's character, um, what is it, Frank? When Frank realizes that the men in black, <laughs> the men in black suits are in Robin's uh, mom's house. And so he climbs oh, yeah. in the bathroom window and he takes his clothes off and he puts water all over himself. And then he comes out and just the interaction of um, Frank and Robin's mom was just so great. Like, it was so amazing. Like, honey, did these men show you their badge? No, they did not. <laughs> yeah, that was a good scene. And then at the end, when he gives Robin her phone, she's like, yo, dude, why you got my mama's phone? Like, and he be like, that's a, that's a, that's a long story. He be like, no, seriously, yeah. why you got my mama's phone? Yeah, she, the way she says, like, that's a violation. I ain't fucking with you, man. You better tell me why you got my mama's phone before I fuck you up. I mean, that's just the whole mood of that. But yeah, that was a great I love their scene. bond as well. Like, I, I like the fact that um, there was definitely a protective, like, aspects from um, the two, like, from the both of them on protecting Robin and taking care of her. But it was like, for Jamie Foxx's character, it was kind of like... He didn't really want to do it, but then he kind of looked at her like she's the same age as my daughter, you know. So I, I like I feel that connection to her because of that. And then um, how her relationship with Frank progressed, where basically she was she was his drug dealer, like because you know he he took the drug as well as a cop. He took the drug to kind of go against these people who were you know committing crimes on these drugs. So yeah, like to go from there to being very, very protective. Like I, I like I like that concept, the bond that they had amongst the characters. Yeah, the bond the bond was one of the strongest parts of the movie. Um and it it kind of left me with some questions. Like Jamie Foxx's character, um I get that his daughter was supposed to be like the Henrietta Lacks of it all. Um and you know, but did he invent the drug? Just the way he was talking and his relationship with the people, it's like he invented the drug. No, what happened is that he was in the military and he actually agreed to be one of the test subjects for the drug. And um, so he, he was a test subject. And then when he started to see the effects on the other Marines that were in the test group, 
he kind of backed off and was just like, okay, I don't want to do this. Like, this is not for me. And so from there, he went and, you know, like basically left. Like he left not realizing that, you know, he had this power, but also not realizing that it was genetically, you know, um, inherited. Yeah. Yeah. So when he had his, like when he had his daughter, that's why she automatically got powers that she didn't need the pill for because the pills basically came from her power. Um, but, but that's what happened. Like he was part of a test, a test group for the military. And he, he was just like, nah, this is getting a little bit too much with the effects that it is. Cause they, they like added like animal, um, DNA and everything like that to him. And yeah, that was crazy. Like yeah, that, that's just, where it came from. It's always the, it's always the government. <laughs> it's, it's, isn't it always? Um, but the when they were in the club and the guy um, Rodrigo Santoro's character uh, was talking about how um, they they added animals and the different things that they were doing and how they were actually getting to the point where they could control the powers that they had when they put the lady in that tube. Yeah, um, and they were controlling she, her temperature. Yeah, like she could go really, really hot, uh, almost like nuclear, or she could be really cold, and he compared her to Elsa and Frozen, like, oh, it's Frozen or whatever. But like I said, that drug was really dangerous, and um, I, I don't think it would be worth worth the risk. Um, but one of the things I loved was Robin's Clint Eastwood obsession and that whole part where... Uh, <laughs> He he asked her like, "What the hell do you know about Clint Eastwood? Like, you're way too young to know Clint Eastwood." So that never that's say awesome. never say that, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but it, it just kind of goes back to the relationship and the chemistry. The actors had amazing chemistry. Um, they did. I think I think it was perfectly cast. Um, but I don't know. It, it just got me thinking. Like, would you? take a drug that could give you superpowers that could supercharge you for any amount of time and if so what would your superpower be um so my automatic answer would be no like i i know drug drugs never have never appealed to me like i'm just i don't have that mindset i really don't have the mindset where oh i want to see what power i would have and you know um this would be really, really cool. Like, even when I was young, I never, ever had that mindset. That's why, you know, I've always stayed away from, you know, drugs because it just does not appeal to me. Like, I don't want to know the effect that that stuff has on my body at all. <laughs> so I don't know what would happen, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't catch me taking it. Like, I'd be looking at the other people like, you stupid. <laughs> like, that would be me. That would be my reaction. Would you well, it, would I take it? Um, no, I'm not one to uh, do those types of drugs. And like I said, it seems more dangerous than heroin. And the fact that you don't know um, if you're going to get a power and... Um, or die. Or die, if you're just going to sit there and blow up or, you know, like spontaneously combust. So no, um, I would not. Um, it, it wouldn't be worth the risk to me. But... On the flip side, were you just saying that you never, as a kid, you never imagined what having a superpower? Did I hear that correctly? Like, I, I really wanted... didn't. Like, it may, it may sound like, I guess I was a boring kid, 
but I didn't like I love superhero movies I love like superhero TV shows like I was a huge fan of X-Men when I was um young like the cartoon and you know I don't watch cartoons but um I was like a huge fan of like the cartoon X-Men and Sailor Moon but no like I've never actually like I've, I've never been that kid to be like I'm a superhero and like jump off the couch and like if you ask my mom never did any of that like that was never that was never me I never went through that phase um of wanting to be a superhero and pretending to be one like I just was not that kid I was a boring kid I read a lot of books when I was younger <laughs> like it just I guess I'm boring <laughs> Every kid has the superhero dream, like being invisible. Well, obviously or not, because I never did. Like <laughs> I wanted to be all of them. I want. I, I if I could have a, with it. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, but if I could have a superpower, I think I would want to be invisible. Um, be able to teleport. That would be super cool. Or fly just really fast. You know, kind of like Superman. Um, I don't too much want to be, I wouldn't want to have the, uh, telekinesis to move things with my mind, you know, cause when you're lazy and you don't feel like getting up and you realize you left the remote across the room, you can just say here remote and bring it to you. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't want now the one power I would not want is to be able to read people's minds. I don't really want to know what they're thinking and I wouldn't want all those voices inside my head. I have enough of my own voices dancing around in there that I, I'm, I'm trying to control. Um, but what did you think about, I, I love the fact that, you know, um, Robin, she basically took care of her mom. And when he, when Jamie Foxx was asking her why she was doing it, why she was selling the drugs. And, you know, it was that, it was the story. And I'm just going to say it was the cliche story of she was doing it to take care of her sick mom and all of that stuff. But I really loved that the way he told her and he encouraged her. Like when she first said she wanted to be a rapper, he was like, okay, God, I've, I've heard it all before. But when he kept throwing out those random words and she would just slay the freestyle, um, he, he, he started to believe that she really had a chance. And I loved how he just encouraged her to follow her dream and chase her power. So um, that was a big theme in the movie was really finding your power, metaphorically speaking, aside from having a superhero. But uh, finding what you're good at and pursuing that no matter what. So I, I really love that. What'd you think? Um, I, I like that. Um, I guess I didn't, I didn't fully focus on that as much as the fact of that's the reason why she was selling drugs. Like that never, that never goes over well from like in my mind on a good excuse to start selling drugs that kill people. Um, but yeah, no, I wasn't saying that part was great. No, no, uh, no, no, like no, no. I said, I'm not saying that you are. I'm just oh, saying okay. that like my, like when they were, when they were talking and he asked her like, why, why, why are you selling? And she, she said, because her mom is sick and she needs surgery. And so, you know, that's the reason why she was doing it. Like what I'm saying is that that's, that's never like, I just be like, still not a good enough reason. Like, <laughs> like that that's always been my mindset. It's like, still not a good enough reason for you to go and sell a drug that can kill people, especially when you know that. Um, but I did like the fact of that she had a skill. And Jamie Foxx definitely said, keep going with your skill. Like, don't give up. Especially at the end when he was talking to her, when they were, when he was leaving with his daughter and he was encouraging her and telling her like, you know, you really got something real special. Like, keep up on it. Like, don't give up. 
like that that was really really great like because she needed to hear that you know because i feel like maybe she she hadn't really heard that because she wasn't confident in herself with her rap skills and so i think he gave her some confidence by encouraging her once he saw that she actually had skill <laughs> and that she could actually do it you know yeah and shout out to one of my favorite artists chica who wrote all of Robin's raps and freestyles. And um, Chica is amazing. So uh, if you haven't heard of her or don't know who she is, check her out. Um, she's awesome. Um, but yeah, the whole drug dealing, the reasons for her drug dealing, they, like I said, they are cliche and they don't usually go over well with me either. So I was not by any in any way um, applauding that or promoting that. I just thought that, um, that was a very interesting, um, the conversation of where it went from there was very interesting about um, him not condemning her for it and him actually encouraging her to pursue other things, to find her true power and her real talent, you know? Um, so that's where I was going with that, but yeah. I did have um, one thing to bring up. Yes. So um, we, we haven't talked about like the different powers and I'm guessing we're gonna, we're, we're about to get into that. Um, but I do want to give like my opinion on Frank's power, right? So I'm watching, huh, I'm sorry? Being bulletproof? Yes. So I'm watching the movie. Okay. I'm like really excited because it like popped into my head the first time I watched it. So I'm watching the movie. Of course, I said I was watching a movie at my friend's house and I, I'm like, okay, what is his power? And my friend refused to tell me. She was like, no, it's coming up. It's coming up. And so all of a sudden he literally gets shot point blank in the head, right? He gets shot, shot point blank in the head with a bullet and, and he drops and basically he was bulletproof. And do you know what automatically came to my mind? John Wick? No. BTS? BTS. So right now we're going to have to pause because I have to play like part of the song on what automatic, like the whole beginning of their song Bulletproof came to my mind. And I was just like, I have to play it to show like the perfect, what is it like sync, perfectly in sync that the song was when he was shot in the head. Like it was automatically like it was part of the soundtrack <laughs> on it. Like if you, and I wasn't on any of our lists either, but it just came up perfectly. And I was just like, I am really in love with this group. <laughs> so just in case you're wondering, yes, um, it is possible that BTS will randomly be thrown into any conversation that we have. So um, I'm just gonna say, get used to it. <laughs> I, like, I just, I loved it. Like, it, it, it was perfect. So I'm gonna play my 20 seconds, okay? Okay, so like, as I said, during that scene where we see what Frank's superpower is, definitely like BTS, Bulletproof, We Are Bulletproof, came into my head perfectly as soon as he was shot point blank. So we definitely had to play that song, a little, a little clip of the song, so you can see exactly what I mean and how perfectly it fit into the scene. <laughs> And this is a throwback to our BTS episode. I told you we could weave BTS into any conversation. Any conversation. Obviously, we can and we will. So, um, you know, spoiler alert, get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but I was thinking you were either gonna go BTS, Dynamite, cause I'm um, not Dynamite, sorry. <laughs> but that, <laughs> that would work too, the way they were blowing up with the everything, right? <laughs> right, but I was thinking Bulletproof, or I was thinking our other favorite, John Wick, because of the headshot. But yeah, um, so I, you know, overall, I really, really, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would, especially the way it started for me at the beginning. I agree. I, I did as well. Um, and so what would you rate it? Well, first of all, do you think it's sequel worthy? Because they did set it up to where it could possibly have a sequel. No. Um, I think, I feel like this is a movie that will be like, will be spoiled by having a sequel. Um, not saying that they can't do it, but I just feel like the sequel wouldn't be as good as the first one. Like, I love the concept of this movie. I love the concept of Project Power. Um, but I think if they came out with a second one, it wouldn't work as well as like when we did, when we talked about the old guard and we're like waiting for a sequel for the old guard. I don't feel that a sequel for this movie is going to necessarily work as well as with the old guard. So I would say no from, from me. <laughs> Um, you know, I will have to agree. What? Wait, hold up. Are you serious? You're agreeing with me? I am agreeing with you. I don't think it is sequel worthy. Um, not necessarily worthy, but even though the ending, um, you know, they try to make sequels to anything, but I don't think a sequel is necessary. Let me say that. Not that it's not sequel worthy or anything like that, but I really don't think it's necessary unless you came up maybe a prequel, um, you know, showing like how he showing first got the military powers and that whole thing. Yeah, the military test and how how it came to be because I'm really like I'm just fascinated by the chemistry of this drug and how it works and all of that. So maybe a prequel would be better than a sequel, but yeah, um you know, I could just see someone trying to find a way to continue the story and that might be the way to go. But, um, so I, I yes, we, we did agree <laughs> on something. We, <laughs> we agree. rare, everybody. So we definitely nope. clap to the fact that we agreed. <laughs> we agree, but we often disagree about why we agree. We do, so we, we do. We, it seems like we're arguing a lot of times when we're not. <laughs> but we do we like a lot of same things we just disagree on why we like them like, like, but yes. like each of them which we've had multiple conversations even today <laughs> things so, that we agree on but we agree for different reasons yeah so in that we are in 100% full agreement um, I would say prequel more so than a sequel Just to I agree some, I, I can see a prequel more than a sequel as well some, some more backstory on that but I will say that, um, you know, this is the first movie that Joseph Gordon-Levitt has made in a while, and he looked great. And that shower, you, you took me back to the scene in the house. Um, yeah, who knew JGL would have that, all that popping off? <laughs> you know, but um, so overall, what would you rate it? Um, <laughs> it's going to start seeing, like, this is my comment, like, every week rating. <laughs> But I am going to rate it three popcorns. <laughs> um, I'm going to rate it three popcorns. I, I really enjoyed the movie. 
I, I really, really did. Uh, but it's definitely, I, I think I gave like uh, the old guard like four, four popcorns or four and a half. Uh, it's, it's not on that level. Like, I don't think it's for popcorns where I was just like, oh my God, like, this is like so, so good. Like, it was like one or two things that was off, but the rest of it was like on point. Like, it wasn't on that level, um, but I did truly enjoy it. So being that I enjoyed it, I'm going to give it a solid three popcorns, which is actually really, really good. Um, solid three popcorns, that's what you at least want. If I go below three, then you got problems. But um, for right now, solid three popcorns, great movie, really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, so uh, what's your rating, Eddie? How many popcorns are you giving um, Project Power? Well, um, for me, I'm glad it picked up because I was in the two popcorn range Ooh. somewhere initially. <laughs> like, yeah. But like I said, once it grabbed me, it grabbed me. So I am going to give it 3.25 popcorns. And uh, that's because I mentioned I love Chica and she's part of the soundtrack and she actually wrote a lot of, she wrote all of Robin's rhymes and freestyles. And the song at the end of the movie is actually um, with Chica and uh, so, I, because it has one of my favorite artists in it, it earns the extra uh, quarter of a popcorn, you know? So yeah, this one got skimmed off the top. Uh, and you know, the first popcorn is stale and then you eat it a little bit and then it gets to the fresh part, you know? I love so, how every week you are explaining like the type of popcorn <laughs> that you are offering the different movies and TV shows we're reviewing. <laughs> well, you know, you, you might've tried that new popcorn. You're like, eh. But yeah, you, it gets a little better. You know, you, you figure out you you were hungrier than you thought and you you can you can keep nibbling on the popcorn and it gets better towards the So that that's what I'm giving it. So I'm giving it three and a, a quarter popcorns. So um that wraps us up for this week's edition of the Popcorn Wind Down. Be sure to join us next week where we review Never Have I Ever. I cannot wait. Um and until then, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye.